This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. You are listening to two people who both have colds. I'm Chris Bitliff, and I'm joined by Hale Fardi, the Chief Visionary Officer of Pro CFO Partners, one of my favorite people and the smartest smartest person in the room. Hale, welcome. It's good to see you. I'm sorry that you are, like me, feeling a little bit under the weather, but that's how it is at the end of the year and when we're in the middle of winter. And I wanted to talk to you about, I wanted to talk to you about, um, I want to say collaboration and companionship, but I'm not sure if those are the right moves. Peer groups and uh, mentoring. And I'm wondering what the difference is between a mentor and a friend who understands business. I'm wondering about if a peer group is just a network or if it's something I need to go join. And so let's talk about it. Tell me what your sort of definition of a mentor or a peer group is in our context of of business growth. Uh, Thank you. Well, first, I hope your nine days isn't what I deal with. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so um, hope you feel better soon. Me too. Um, There's as we were preparing for this, I thought there's peer group, there's mentor, there's coach, executive coach, and business coach is much needed in today's fast changing business world. Um, We join networking groups, and why do we join networking groups? And I was thinking about it last night and this morning and my conversations with Nelson, and I thought how each of them truly have a different purpose and how I believe that they're necessary um, for uh, to run, to continue to learn uh, as you're growing your business. And if they all have the same um, one thing that's um, the same in all of them, is that an opportunity for us to learn? learn from our network, learn from our peer group, learn from our uh, mentor and learn from our coach. And they're all different teachers. They're different types of teachers. So should I be um, creating a structured relationship around that? Like you are my executive coach. I am seeking you out. And some, some folks, you know, make a, a good living doing that. Should I be asking, you know, folks who I really admire, look up to, Hey, can you provide some mentoring to me? Like if this is a brand new concept to me, how do I sort of uh, begin thinking about this? Because, and here's the context of why I'm asking. I don't know. I can go hit the YouTubes and learn all the things. I can go read the social medias and learn all the things. And and there's a human element that is missing in all of that. And I, I want to better understand how I should start calibrating myself towards those ideas. I think that's such a... I, I love speaking with you for this exact reason. So YouTube is the experts sharing their knowledge. Coaching is an expert growing your knowledge. Oh, wow. That's how I see it. So if you want to go learn how to do some chords and the mechanics of a guitar, by all means, be me. I'm still in first position. You know, I know how a guitar works. I can play a couple of songs. But if you want to learn how to be get better at it continuously, and improve your skills to know where you uh, need need improvement, what position you're holding wrong the whole time and wondering why you can't, because that's when you need a coach and a teacher. And sure, it needs to be personal. Whether it's virtual in this world, they need to learn about you. 
to know what areas they're going to help you with. So to answer your question, yes, if you're running a company and you want to grow it smart, I think an executive coach helps you get out of your own way. It's one of my favorite personal coaches or executive coaches, Paris Abania says, will help um, leaders get out of their own way. It's one of her her ways of saying it. Huh, um, man, I love how you position these things. And um, that's a special skill set to be able to do that, to be able to see outside of oneself or to see better from or to uh, empathize or to, um, you know, have a vision that you can share with and sort of assimilate to somebody else's. What is your, as you just mentioned, you know, a mentor uh, of, of your own, tell me about your experience with a coach or mentorship. Like how, when did you get started with this? Is this something that you continue to do? Is this something that you, are you a mentor? Are you a coach? And how do you position yourself in those relationships? So, yes, I was mentored in my first real job. Uh, her name was Rana Rude. I don't think she remembers me or knows about me. This goes back 40 years. She was a CPA. We were a public company, publicly held company. We were a small company. And I was hired to be the cash receipts clerk, filling out the deposit forms and putting in the bank code. Remember when you had to deposit checks that way? Yeah, yeah. And so I thought, well, this is for birds. And I automated it. So a thing that would take two hours took 10 minutes. I went to her and not only did she continue to give me tasks, she would teach me what it meant, where it sat, why it was important. And a year and a half later, she said, I'm going to go get my MBA. You can do this job. And I don't think she even knows that she started my career. So she was a mentor without knowing it. Did you know it at the time or is it only after you developed some professional perspective that you were able to say that person was my first mentor? I didn't know it at the time. She was just really helpful to me, but it turns out. I knew it. She was generous. She was generous. She didn't have an agenda. She wasn't afraid of losing her job. I mean, this was again, so I wasn't a CPA, but she taught us there had to be an external CPA who reviewed her work also, but she taught me how to work with that CPA and the CPA's role expanded a bit as well. So we ended up being me as the controller and that CPA way back when was a fractional CPA and had a, a role. I knew, I knew uh, I was in that moment, very grateful to her. And I believe in watching her student learn and um, see a spark of talent in the in the, in the career that chose me. I believe in some way she knew as well. I remember that conversation. I was twenty five years old. Twenty four. Wow. Yeah. Do you think, um, do you think that it's uh, the context of the working relationship, or is it the? I'm thinking about organizations where they say we're going to set up a mentorship. Yes, because what you described is very organic, and I think. We can all maybe look back, even at the the sort of corollary is a, a favorite teacher who really made an impact and that you think about still, or as you point out, helped you learn. What do you think about like structured, we're going to set up mentorships? Are those as effective or does there need to be a an organic element? And how do I cultivate that? Um I'll answer the question in a couple of different ways. I my know I know that my daughter, who's on the law school track, uh, does internships at law uh, law firms. And they actually have a formal mentorship program. And so attorneys will sign up to be mentors um, for interns and uh, first-year law associates. I don't know much about that, 
the politics of being a mentor or not. I do know, and she's going to be speaking with us in January, um, Carrie Burns from uh, Michael Best. I mean, she does it because it's her, she's passionate about it. Mm-hmm. She's passionate about sharing. For me, being a mentor, and it answers your earlier question, I have done what was gifted to me, and whether it was considered, actually it was considered a gift, uh, four or five careers during my four or five companies of people that have replaced me in the same manner. So I was able to do that. And with it, I believe in order to be a successful mentor, there is no personal agenda. There's no professional agenda. It's really about sharing what you love to a person who wants to learn. And that's a differentiator from a peer group and an executive coach and networking. Mentors want to contribute. And they want to share what they love doing to a person who loves learning it. That's how I was mentored. And uh, not only was Rana Rude instrumental, I have um, uh, a mentor that has been my mentor since 1995, who just passed. Uh, her name is Judith Orloff, Dr. Judith Orloff. There's two Dr. Judith Orloffs. This is Dr. Judith Orloff from Boulder, Colorado. In my meetings, I still use her teachings. The core values of operating guidelines in her business in every company I've started, we put in those core values, be solution-oriented, be open to give and receive feedback, learn from your mistakes. I mean, uh, take personal responsibility. I, I have put those on a board because my style was direct to say, look, this is, let's just, can we just do this? Because this was what she taught in her programs and in her uh, company called Educational Discoveries. So uh, good mentors have wisdom that you can carry with you from career, from job to job. And actually, those things came into my personal life as well. Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. ProCFO partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, ProCFO partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com What's interesting is as you're describing, it becomes a, it's, you know, the old sort of metaphor of the ripple or, you know, it becomes multi-generational because as you impact somebody on your team with some of this same guidance or wisdom, they become whatever, transformed, more aware and then the people that they impact. And so this one mentor, and somebody mentored that person, this one mentor um, can impact so much in business and in life. And as you pointed out, even in your personal life, it's such a powerful, uh, such a powerful point of view. And I I love that you shared some characteristics of, of that person. What's the difference between a mentor and an executive coach? An executive coach, I currently have, a, I think, a master. I mean, she's actually the master chair at Vistage, right? I believe she's a master executive coach. Not only does Amy Daniels 
passionate about learning about this and has certification after certification because she's interested in how the art and science of coaching works. She's an incredible coach. So she's new to me. But once a month when we sit together, it changes my business. She will listen as an executive coach. She knows my business. She knows a little bit about me. And she'll say, one year was, what can only you do? One year, it's how do you best serve your company? In a startup, can you imagine when you're doing everything, she'll ask a question that will sit with me and actually be incorporated in our our annual strategic planning as we're looking at the founders and the uh, leadership team. What can only you do? Outsource everything else, hire for everything else. How do you best serve the organization? Maybe others can do it, but you do it better. So this is just a little snippet of how transformational um, a good executive coach can be and a good leadership coach can be in building companies. And look at what it does. It actually empowers me to empower others in my organization because I can ask the same question. Did I answer your question? Yeah, and it's a, as always a thoughtful perspective. What if, what if this is new to me? What if I really want a mentor or a coach? Or what if I feel like I've got the skill sets and the experience, and I'd really like to start sharing this, but my organization doesn't have this formalized, or I'm not sure what to do or where to start? Do you have some guidance or any advice? I mean, I, I've been lucky. I have experienced it organically, like you said with Rana Rood. I have experienced that um, w- when you listen to Judith Orloff's memorial, which, as I mentioned, was a couple of weeks ago, everyone starts with Judith wasn't an easy woman. Right? <laughs> <laughs> she was direct. She was brutally honest, brutally honest. But what she did was one day she called me into my office and to her office and she said, you have to be OK with making mistakes, your own mistakes. You know, your team is afraid of making mistakes. Just imagine the wisdom in that. And I said, oh, I don't care if they make mistakes. I mean, we'll fix them. She goes, yeah, when they see you beat yourself up. Right? So you'll end up having files in a drawer somewhere because they won't show you their mistakes and you can't improve. So look, this she said to me 30 years ago, 25 years ago, and I still practice it. So one, she was formally trained. And it was her life. She was a guru and a mentor to many, not just me. There were students of hers that became disciples, right? right. So, so how do you do about it? It's uh, be open to it and you look for your guru, look for your mentor. And then if you're passionate about something, be generous. If someone's interested, don't be afraid. Um, I just heard an example of someone saying, it's a different role. We have a CFO and they want to do budgeting, but the CFO can actually help you budget so you don't go out of business next year. So we don't want to take budgeting from you, right? So, so there's a mentor in this organization for her, but she's so scared of losing her job that she's willing to do it poorly. And that gets back into, as you said, about agendas and things. There needs to be a mutual trust. There's a vulnerability involved that, you know, I think, doesn't come naturally for some folks or uh, is suspect because we're in business and who treats each other that way. So that leads me to kind of my question of 
if I am in an organization, a large organization, and, and obviously everybody's different, we can't say generally, but if we are thinking uh, a mentor group or a mentor sort of program would be right for us, do you have any advice for how I can either start thinking about that or should I be looking for the right consultant who can help me shape that kind of program for sustainable success? The answer is yes and yes. So uh, number one, if you're looking, because you said vulnerability, I want to share, I am in Amy Daniels uh, Vistage peer group. Boy, are we vulnerable in that room. Mm. We are sitting with a, with a group of peer CEOs saying what areas we need help with. What's broken in our companies, what we need to improve in our companies, our personal, our raw personal fears. And, and I'll get emotional. I sit in this room that I'm, it's a new room for me. I feel like I've known them my life. They are personally vested in my success. So if you're looking for a peer group, find a peer group like Vistage. And the reason I'm making sure we're talking about mentors and peers, I'm making sure to say Carrie Burns, Paris Abania, you know, Rana Rude, Judith Orloff. And on the other side, I have, I help Cherie Luna, Jennifer Donovan. I mean, I can go Wim Marsh, Jill Thompson. So as we go, these are the people when you look back on your career and they say, when you look on your career, it's not how much time you spent at work, but what you did with your children. What about our peers? This is how they've enriched my life, Right. There's other organizations other than Vistage. There is Entrepreneurial's organization. There is YPO. And then there's associations that you can join. There is the Professional Women's Network. Just find a network. Try a few until you find, until you find your peer group. Also seek out a leadership coach. Like a good one can be transformational. you know. And then mentors are more personal. That's where there's a... There's a connection and really an exchange of you have to be vulnerable. You have to be open to learning. You have to be passionate about what you're working on because sometimes it's like Judith. She's a brutalist, a loving brutalist. That's <laughs> how I want to remember her. Not an easy person. Which <laughs> she was. She was easy. She was uh, and is. And is. she was loving and that's easy. Fascinating. But, that's a... Uh... That's the most tall a way to end a conversation. I think, I can think of. it's been so nice to talk to you about this. It's always such a breath of fresh air because it's important that we talk about the nuts and bolts and the machinery and the finances and the systems and processes. But this is a real opportunity to sort of, I don't know, look more holistically, look more broadly at the things that impact performance and strategies and planning and all that stuff that gets into the how and the why. And I think that that's an important area that we shouldn't, uh, overlook. Thank you, Holly. It's been great to be with you. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.